What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Experience More podcast, the podcast where we are going to talk about how living a more active, fit, healthy lifestyle allows you to experience more of the great outdoors, doing the things you love to do with those you love to do it with. My name is Jake Arvold. I am your host, and this is the Experience More podcast. Welcome back to the Experience More podcast, everyone. Uh, Super excited to be able to have each and every one of you guys back. Um, Really for for good reason uh, i'm actually joined by my good friend armando with the bow hitch today um you know I, i'm excited to be able to dive in a little bit deeper into armando's background uh honestly learn a little bit even even deeper into him and just you know my my whole goal is to be able to build a, a stronger relationship and friendship long term um and then with the the whole essence of the experience more podcast like learn a little bit more of you know his story uh, how living a more active, healthy, fit lifestyle has allowed him to experience more of the outdoors, how maybe that ties into not just, you know, what he does in the outdoor space, but himself, you know, as a father, husband, an outdoorsman, an entrepreneur, a businessman, um, you know, and just living, living a lifestyle um, that is going to really yield long-term results overall. Um the for those of you guys coming in here uh before the the podcast before we get into just even the introduction with our motto here um just really want to say a thank you to each and every one of you guys who have gone out and really shared the podcast um who have gone through and given it a review uh we've reached over a thousand downloads over just the last six uh six episodes overall uh and we have over 250 consistent downloads per week overall which i think is a huge uh, milestone just kind of diving into it which is pretty cool being you know just a little country bumpkin from wisconsin overall but uh with that being said just want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys out there this is an organic piece uh when it comes to the overall growth itself so that being said uh i want to go through armando the the stage is yours give give everyone kind of a little bit of a who you are yeah what's up everybody happy to be here um my name is Armando Martinez. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, just uh, I'm a different kind of country bumpkin. I'm a South Valley, Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, desert desert cowboy <laughs> wannabe. Um, yeah, New Mexico is awesome, but we do uh, the, like the best analogy for me, if you guys could picture me right now, is uh, like a, a buddy of mine from high school called me a Hispanic. He's like, you're, uh, he's like yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> He's like you. You wear cowboy boots. You wear a cowboy hat. You dress kind of fly sometimes, and sometimes you kind of look like a cholo. So he called me like Hispanic. And if you've seen me, then you're like, yeah, you're kind of a Hispanic. Uh, you know, I have a, I have, I have a Land Cruiser like all pimped out, and I have a pickup truck that's ready to go to work. So that's that's an analogy of me in a nutshell. Is, it's kind what, of funny. what are we feeling that day? Are we feeling hickish hey, or are we feeling choloish yes. today? Like, what are we doing? Are we going are to work? We... Are we going to the gym? What do we got to do? Yeah, we got a uh, we got a lot of hats in this house. Yeah, dude, we, we wear them all. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I was talking with that. I, I was I was at the uh, the Hunt Expo this past weekend, um, and I talked with Dennis and everything. Of course, um, with uh, with Initial Ascent and everything up there. It's like, man, yeah. I don't know if we could go anywhere with with Armando and Doug with the bow hitch up there. It's like we wouldn't get any we didn't get anything done. It's like we'd be laughing too much the whole the whole time. Yeah. Which honestly, I mean, it just says says a good good piece. Like we we maybe take Doug in the fact like we might actually get something done in that in that side of it. Um, yeah, it'll be boring. Mario. It'll probably be boring. <laughs> it'll probably be super boring. Uh, <laughs> shit. But um, no, it's it's honestly, dude. I mean, you know, first time you know I met you. Of course, it was out at the the Mountain Archery Fest, uh, and just kind of you know to go off of the the whole the humor aspect of things uh and the, the humor the relationship kind of where this has all come you know i was talking with dennis about this you know it's been really really cool um to watch you those guys with initial ascent mountain archery fest like literally everyone that we personally connected with out at the mountain archery fest um out there in utah i mean that was the first event that we went out a really bigger event that we went out to for first from outdoors and just to be 
really welcomed in. I'm sure there was shit talk that ultimately cracked those doors open, like being set up right next to you. I know Chaz essentially probably fired it straight off, leave it up to him, <laughs> like in yeah. one way, shape or form. Or the, the fact that he did not dress any bit, any bit oh as gosh. he should have, not a single one of them brought a jacket, uh-huh. like I told him to. So they're all, yeah. they're trying to make friends so they can mooch, you know, warmer weather clothing off of everyone around them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know because they Chaz got my jacket. And Does he Laura still have it? Got my pants. No, they, they mailed it back to oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. So they, they're pretty much wearing a collage of your shit. Yeah, they were. They wore my because I was like, guys, I'm leaving. Like I brought extra because I, I know like what yeah. the weather in the mountains is like, mm-hmm. right? So I yeah. brought extra stuff and I, and I hooked them up and. I, uh, so anyway, I tried to warn yeah, them. they didn't listen to you. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I think I said, hey, you guys should bring some boots. And I think I think freaking Chaz went to Walmart and bought like the cheapest boots that he could find. And I was like, well, that that was a great idea like, yeah. going that way. But um, yeah, no, it was good times. So that's honestly like first time meeting you guys, Um, you know, overall. And it was it was cool. I I, I just want everyone, you know, who ultimately listens to podcasts, you know, of course, like getting to know you you better in that sense like that out of all the events that we've ultimately been to you know going across those bo- that like across the board and the different events we have been at um i don't think i've laughed nearly as much and i don't think we ultimately had you know as good of a time when it comes into the vendor piece and just kind of like being welcomed into that that overall family piece so it was it was pretty cool in that sense so sol you're, you're stuck with us i guess in that sense yeah it was a blast man uh you know doug and i especially after the first one we met in utah in a, a soldier's hollow was the first mm-hmm. one you guys went to mm-hmm. and and when you guys set up next to us you know like even though that was the early stage for you guys with the first form outdoors like you could just tell all of you guys were professionals right and it was cool to see people like Chaz and you know Laura people from outside of the archery industry to look at our product and to be like holy shit like dude and they just started dropping knowledge on us because of your background in business and and growing so it was so cool to for them to be excited and just watch us do our thing and then Mm -hmm. for us in turn to watch you guys as professionals like Doug and I are firemen man we don't know how to sell shit like we're lucky that our product is pretty easy. You know, you see it and it sells mm-hmm. itself, mm-hmm. but uh, to watch you guys and uh, the way that you guys did it was just so cool to us because it was, uh, you weren't selling anything. That was right. like, how the fuck is this tent <laughs> yeah. here? And why is it so cool? And why has everything been given away, you know? Right. And, and it kind of just, it, it opened a new, Mm-hmm. world of sales to us you know it was cool right that's and like you, you made a good point right like it's 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 not selling right like the our whole whole piece with going out there is literally it's it's build relationships and even if we were mm-hmm. selling a product like you know it it's cool to like we 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 get good people like that's something like mm-hmm. and i say we i mean that's honestly the entire team that i brought out there um, I mean, I didn't just say, Hey, who the heck's getting in the plane with me kind of thing. Like I, I did it with a purpose. Sure. Um, and each one of them, like, I know they have different backgrounds and I knew even though they might not be into the outdoor space, right. Or they might've not been as fluent in the archery scene. Um, I know they're all good people and they're very open to learning new things, right. Going out and experiencing mm-hmm. more, um, in that, that lifestyle piece. And when <laughs> like attracts like right and like they might not have known what like the bow hitch was technically at that time but they could tell you guys were passionate about it you cared about it and that's ultimately that's one of the most important pieces actually giving a shit about what you're going through and actually selling and knowing that it can solve someone's problem um and that's i mean same thing with our products like if i didn't absolutely love what we go through and use and i didn't think it could actually help someone you can't like I can't do that. That's not morally right with me or sit yeah. right with me in any way, shape or form. So, um, dude, how, like, so of course being, being a fireman, right. Kind of going, we'll come back kind of like the, the, the archery piece and even diving more into like, I, I want you to be able to, you know, kind of let people know what the bow hitch is and where that kind of came from overall. But, um, for you, I mean, firemen, right. Mexico, Cholo, wherever you're at, like, how'd you get into how'd you get into the hunting side of things like what like where where are we at i know we're we're mixing in the hick like we're we're this this whole 
hick cholo soup like gumbo chili uh, thing right like what do we get it's some weird shit dude it's some weird <laughs> shit going right, on bring, bring it okay. on <laughs> well you know i mean well, i grew up hunting like okay. my dad he he took me and uh you know cool story my first time ever going hunting he bought me a single shot 22 from sears you know just mm-hmm. a lever action single shot and so he gave it to me because he knew i couldn't cock back the trigger the hammer yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he took me rabbit hunting and he's like, go look at, go find holes and look in the hole. <laughs> and so he'd set me on this fucking wild gooch chase, like a, amazing, you know? And so I'm walking my ass around the desert, just looking in holes. Like, is there a rabbit? Is there a rabbit? Dude, I found a cottontail in a hole. Like, and it was, just, it was a, like, I've never seen it again, but it's literally just sitting in this hole staring at me. So I'm like, dad, there's a hole. Well, at the beginning, I'll start back. At the beginning, he'd be go find holes and then look for rabbits. So I'm like, Dad, here's a hole. Here's a hole. So he'd run over and he'd be like, well, there's no rabbit. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's a hole. So he'd be like, okay, go find another one. So I kept doing that. Well, finally, I tell him, Dad, there's a hole. And he goes, ah, leave me alone. I'm like, but Dad, there's a rabbit in the hole. He's like, well, shoot it, you know? And uh, I couldn't cock that. I'm like, well, you got to come here and cock the gun for me. So he cocked the gun i shot the rabbit and that's how i got started dude but i still got that little 22 and uh it just grew from there like my dad old school man new mexico like honestly the way we hunt over here was your whoever was driving was drinking beer with whoever else is in their car and you drive around and at the time we were muzzleloader hunting so i had this old uh renegade you know i want to say it was a thompson renegade a 54 caliber um two set with the set trigger like old yeah. school dude yep. peep sights ball ball and patch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh we're, we would drive around and i would sit in the middle and the rule for me was i can open up the beer squeeze lime in it and put salt and then i get the first drink which is basically just lime salt right yeah so i'd open it i doctor it up for them drink the lime salt and then i'd hand whoever needed the beers i was a professional <laughs> professional <laughs> beer hander outer and uh that that's kind of how i got started honestly man that was yeah. uh that was the beginning of my hunting was just road hunting so you know i've evolved and gotten mm-hmm. better and learned some new things mm-hmm. along the way but oh, uh yeah. that's 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 how i got started and i yeah. love every minute of it hell yeah hell yeah that it, it's always cool man to hear like the stories right like the 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 heritage piece of it right and the pass on from mm-hmm. like generation to generation like there's so many things i can go in and personally relate to in that way like definitely a little bit (laughs) different right but like i mean shoot man from being the first one to go through and open up the beers or you know have that first little like drink around the bonfire you know grabbing the wrong beer and taking a swig of you know uncle dan's (laughs) chew can or whatever freaking like oh yeah Uh, yeah yeah. all this uh stupid stuff like as a kid but you like laugh about it now right like um it's cool to to hear those the stories overall i guess how did like from from that point in the of course like muzzleloader hunting right or with a 22 like mm-hmm. where'd the the love or fascination with archery then kind of come from man i was fortunate my uncle mike he uh he got me into fly fishing he got me into mm-hmm. archery uh i mean and then his another uncle you know got me into to the fire department so i've just been blessed to be around good you know mentors um but as far as the the hunting is concerned my uncle mike said hey i'm going hunting you want to come with me it's a bow hunt and so my dad's like well i have an old bow like i don't even know what the Mm -hmm. hell it was called but he had his old bow and he goes well you can have that just take that aluminum arrows like you know so i was uh, i want to say i was a junior in high school when he took me up to uh, a easy to draw unit and uh he had an elk tag he goes i just come with me buy a barrel buy you a bear tag and if you see an elk you can shoot it and tag it with my tag you know so whatever let's go and uh so that's how i got started he said if you could hit a pipe plate uh three times in a row you're good enough to to go with me and that's when i'll let you go literally trained the exact same way yeah the exact same same way put put a pipe plate on the the hay bale or the square bale or you can hit it three times in a row we're good to go that's that's you're certified yeah you you that dad certification right there (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, same thing with fly fishing he set up the lid to a five gallon bucket and he tied a big old woolly booger on it like super easy to cast 
He's like, if you could hit that three in a row, I'll take you fly fishing. And it was like four feet away. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't have not hit it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he just yeah. wanted to go. He just gave me an excuse to be in the backyard and that was it. So that's, yeah. that's how I got fly fishing. That's how he took me hunting. And uh, yep. I went out, heard some bugles and it wasn't road hunting. We walked our asses off and uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he started teaching me the, the ins and outs of, of bow hunting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. So moving kind of going from there, I mean, for you, of course, then got into like the firefighting side of things, right? right? Is that, that's where, where you met Doug, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. where you guys so Doug got and I, up? Yeah, okay. exactly. I had worked with him a few times in the field and, yep. you know, kind of like-minded people, just, he's another South Valley boy, you know? So mm-hmm. we, uh, we, we, we knew some of the same people and I, you know, uh, we just talked to each other and he talked about this hunt that you could just draw over the counter and uh, it's not that way anymore, but he said, yeah, I go. I went last year. It was pretty cool. I saw some bulls. So if you want to go hit me up and mm-hmm. that was it, man, that was a, uh, he's a good worker. Like I had always, the couple of times I worked with him, um, I was just always impressed, like with his work ethic, like you didn't have to ask him to do something. Everybody felt confident when he was there, you know, like you'd like when people, certain people are on your yeah. trucks. And yeah. so that was cool that he had that. You know, so I think we both gravitated toward that with each other. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you, you know, I could be in the woods with you. Like, because it's, you don't go hunting with just anybody. Dude. So when somebody says, hey, you could come and share camp with me. That's mm-hmm. like, a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a welcome deal. into the family as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, <clears throat> I want to go into that a little bit. Because I kind of, I mean, that goes into the whole, like, experience more peace, right? Like. You know, I I believe there's a lot of things that allow you to um, have a better experience in the mountains at deer camp, right? Whether you're out west or, you know, Midwest, out east, wherever you're at, like, that's a big deal. Like someone inviting you to come to deer camp, to go on the fishing trip to, you know, you're essentially, you, someone is allowing you to come into like their, their peaceful time, like something that they, they ultimately take very great like a great deal of pride in. Um, and dude, I, I mean, I've, and I've had some, not, I don't want to say a lot, but some individuals where it will, it was the first and last time that I will ever invite them on a hunting trip. Right. Or, you know, any, any care, any space like that. It just solely comes down to respect in that piece. But, you know, I think one, the people that you're, you know, you of course are inviting to those different things or allowing to be a bigger part of it. Um, you know, I know, I think, believe it was Jonathan and I talked about this in, in the podcast is like, or I know it was, uh, um, Josh, you know, we talked about just the, the aspect of bringing people along, getting people involved with it. Like you don't, you don't just go out and, you know, say, Hey, can I come with you on your hunt? Like you can ask, right. But don't expect to be invited on that or don't be mad if you are turned down, in that sense, like if you're going to come in and ask for it, you better have done your, your research, right? You better looked in like, Hey, I've looked at hunting. I've looked at fishing. Like I'm trying to get more and more into it. You know, is there a way that, you know, I could earn the ability to go on a hunt with you or go out and do X, Y, and Z, not just expecting things. Right. So dude, thousand percent that you have to gain, you have to show work prior to asking those questions and prior to expecting that. If you want to be taken serious, you have to earn it. It's just like anything else. You have to earn. It's a trust an invitation. It is a hundred percent trust. Well, I look at it. It's like, you know, I, and I didn't, and I know we, we, I wasn't able to go through and follow through in like the New Mexico elk hunt and everything this last, like, dude, like I said, I would have been a glorified pack mule. I'm happy to be there. Right. Like I, w- I was, my entire plan was to go out on that hunt and essentially just carry the shit out that you put down. Right. And that's where I look at it too, is like, I'm not. I wasn't invited to go out on a hunt. Like I know you had invited me to come out and be a part of that, but I didn't expect to hunt. Like I was personally, I look at that as like, Hey, it's earning the stripes to where, Hey, you know, potentially down the line, if the opportunity to have hunt out there is like, I'd, I'd love to share from the, from the experience we had out in Utah. Like that's a part of that trust piece too, is like, sure. I could, I could share that campfire with you guys. Right. And I think there, there's a lot of different things that go into it to where I think some people just expect it right yeah um yeah for you when you think about experiencing more of the outdoors 
like one, how big of a, a role does that play for you when it comes in? Like, you know, if you're going to have people get involved into it, like what would you, even if it's new people wanting to get involved, right? Like what, what is your advice to them in that area? Uh, mine is something like start now, like wherever you're at is okay to start. However, mm-hmm. just know that there's a better version of yourself. And, you know, this is a lot of your words and your philosophy. And that's why I like you so much is you have more in the gas tank than you'll ever use. You will never run out of gas. Like if you allow yourself to go. And so for me, it would be start now. And then you can realize, Hey, I do like, I would like to see what's on the other side of that ridge. How can I get there? Like, well, Mm -hmm. starts now, you know, going to the gym now is going to get you over the ridge in September. And so I've done, you know, a a decent amount of guiding hunters that all come from, you know, zero elevation or very low lands. And uh, so watching them struggle for me was a big eye opener. Like, dude, you're spending so much money to come here. Why wouldn't you want to experience everything you can? Don't tell me you want to sit at a tank. Like there's a time and a place and we'll put people on tanks and we'll kill shit. But if there's a bull bugling, I don't want you to tell me that you're gassed and and you can't chase him because you haven't prepared. So there's just so much more opportunity out there if you're able and you just Mm -hmm. feel better. Like, and I'm, I'm living one of my best, uh, I would say my best physical self. Mm-hmm. after you know my early 20s of first getting into the department like now i just feel great what made what made you took that or took wow words are hard i'm too excited took that yeah anyways my dyslexic brain just had a hiccup there i told you i was gonna hit puberty again here with my voice yeah uh-huh yeah. <laughs> the uh for you because i dude you've gone through and I, it's it's funny you you hit on some things that are very important pieces of dude it it really does suck if you are out of shape like i have i have bets going with friends of mine that if they went through and they actually committed into the pro like the process that they go through and get themselves in shape like i will literally take them on a hunt right yeah. but i'm not going to go through and put them into a position where they're going to hate that experience and never want to do it again i've been there i've done those things personally yeah. myself um what made you because I know you've had your own transformation. You've gone through your own journey here. Like as a recent one, yeah. that fitness piece, like what was kind of the wake up for you? Right. So the, the big wake up for me was just like, and I think most people have to have that self-awareness, like until that fire, you know, until something clicks in your brain to make you get off your ass, you're not going to do it. You could buy stuff, you could watch stuff, you could, but you won't do it. So for me, it was retirement. Like I'm a young dude. Um, I was retiring I was getting on like it was it was almost a wake up call to myself like hey like fuck man you need to get your life together because life is going to be so different now we don't know what's ahead of us so we need to take advantage and and learn what our life what what my body needs is really where it started so I was doing a pack out challenge with a, a 3D shoot uh, some new guys uh you know I met them we hit it off like just you know if they were in a tent next to us, he would be on this podcast with me. Like you would love them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Jeff and Efren, they're like me and Doug. We just talk shit and they love their family. Like they're, you know, faith, you know, faith driven men. Like just, we, we yeah. just align. And yep. so anyway, they started their own uh, 3D shoot last year, uh, Western Hunt Fest. And part oh. of that was a, a pack out challenge. So gotcha. they yep. had simulated elk quarters mm-hmm and a head Euro mountain heads and you had to pack it out for time. And so I said, okay, this is going to be a good goal for me to, to be able to pack this out and to, to challenge myself for it. I do it all the time, but I've never done it like in a competition. At the same time, I listened to a podcast, um, uh, backcountry rookies who had a dietitian on there who talked about his transformation and how easy it is to, to get yourself into shape. If you just, do it right you know it's like mm-hmm. it's not a big deal so i i reached out to him and we we made an agreement that i would do his program and you know we would just follow my progression and mm-hmm. keep track of like a real world like hey i'm an average dude let's let's track you know my yep. intake and that was something i'd never done you know um 
so we started tracking my my uh, calorie intake, the protein, you know, um, like I said, it's something I've never done. And it was just amazing, you know, the transformation that took place for that. And the mindset the whole time was, you're 42, you're going to retire, you don't know what's ahead of you. You have these elk hunts up, coming up, like, let's learn what your body needs to work efficiently like mm -hmm. do i need 10 meals a day like because you depending on what you read you know there's there's something for right. whatever answer you want to find you could go on the internet and find that answer yeah yeah but i wanted it built to my body so that's what we did and so now i know okay i need about x amount of calories to be efficient to get up and down the mountain and there's good ways to do it and there's bad ways to do it and I, I've just, uh, that was the goal, like learn what my body needs to function because mm -hmm. I could tell myself, you don't need that. You can have right. it, you know, like his, his big thing was, uh, it's the dose, not the poison, which I love because if yeah. I want to have a beer, I want to drink some whiskeys, whatever, like then cool. I'll, I'll eat clean all day and I'll eat clean the next couple of days and we'll get back on track. But it's a, it's an accountability measure that right. once you know, you you're in the driver's seat, man. Like you mm -hmm. don't blame nobody but yourself. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Like, cause that's, I, I usually ask people and I mean, you, you essentially answered my, my question or a question I was going to have is like, you know, what's the big, one of the biggest things that has helped you see the transformation you've seen or the results you've seen. And it usually 90, 99.999% of the people that I've talked to is as soon as I started managing what I ate, right? As soon as I started tracking what it was that I was essentially putting in my mouth, it's like, yeah, the, the spoon's not making you fat, right? Like, no, you're the one in control. So with that, I mean, kind of going, going deeper into that, like when it comes into the nutrition, because it's just a struggle point for people, right? Like, mm -hmm. did you struggle with it at all when you first started tracking? And like, how did you kind of? Oh, overcome? yeah. Dude, I, I, I was eating so much because the, the, the job that I left was I was the captain of the fire investigations division. So I was on Tuesday through Friday. I had yeah. my own office. I had uh, my own kitchen like at the office. So, you know, like <laughs> my, my daughter would say, uh, uh, what are you doing today, daddy? Going to lunch? Like, because I would always have a meeting with somebody for, for breakfast or for lunch, you know, and it's like, but it wasn't, it wasn't a false statement because that's where a lot of the conversations happen, right? Like, Hey chief, well, I'll just meet you for coffee or I'll just meet you for whatever. Like mm -hmm. that's where deals are made. That's where, yeah. that's when work gets done for a lot of positions. And in the position I was in, that was a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just eating and then I'd be like, ah, oh, it's two o'clock. I have a snack real quick. Or I just got back from the gym. I'll eat something. And man, I was just eating so much shit that I, I was dumping a thousand calories in that had no business being there. So that was a hard part for me is like, what do you mean? I can't have a bag of chips. Like I always have a bag of chips. I usually have three bags of chips, you know? So that mm -hmm. for me, that was really difficult is, is quantifying the amount of calories that were in everything and starting to read labels, which right. it's as simple as that. If you could read a label, like you could lose weight. So he, he told me, uh, uh, Valley to peak nutrition. He's like, I guarantee anybody results. If you follow a program that we write, um, I'm a thousand percent. If you follow the program, that's kind of hard to argue with that, right? Like you can't convince yourself Maybe this program isn't for me if this guy says I'm a thousand percent accurate, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. Well, that's, so. I mean, that, that it's funny. I mean, you get into it. Everyone tries to find the simple way out. They try and find like, oh, there's got to be an easier way. There's got to be X, Y, and Z. Like, it, oh, this isn't just me. I got the fat gene or, you know, it's, it's, it's simply the hardest part about any, like, cause any diet nutrition plan. Cause I mean, even my, myself. Right. Like, and I from coming from the background in the fitness space, like, I mean, just from being the fat farm kid, dude, weight's the number one thing that I ultimately struggle with. Cause it's like, yeah, I look at a donut and I gain 10 pounds. Like, that's how I feel. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know specifically, like, I'm in total control of what I personally go through and eat. And once you start going through and actually tracking what you're doing and seeing what you're doing, you realize that that's really the easiest part. Like that, like actually tracking and seeing what you're doing is easy. It's the discipline on a day-to-day -day basis 
showing up and hitting those simple marks every day and doing that for a longer period of time because we all we all want it to happen so much faster than yeah. you know than we want it to um and that's even that's a personal struggle that i i mean even myself i go through and struggle with and i don't we all have our ups and downs throughout life so uh it's all a learning learning curve but i think are, i think that's huge um let, let me just add because yeah. i think for 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 me personally it was realizing that uh it's a it's a it's a it's it's ebbs and flows it goes up and down you know like you have to be patient with yourself because a lot of people want that instant gratification and especially you know for me like my body will respond if I do something like it's Mm -hmm. some bodies take longer than others but Mm -hmm. you have to be patient with yourself so whoever's listening whoever's starting a journey like be patient with yourself you don't need to you know be hard on yourself because you didn't reach your goals in two weeks you know mm-hmm. check yourself in mm-hmm. a month you know if, if you're not hitting the small goals give yourself a little longer time in between and then check and see where you're at because mm-hmm. you know it's hard to quantify just the scale is is kind of dumb like right you know there's, there's a lot of ways scale. to measure Dude, yeah yeah the scale scale is the last thing that i'd honestly want people to go through and yeah. measure their results on because there, i mean there's so many variables in that and you can so get many. toxic relationship with it but um how about on the the physical side of things when it comes into like okay now we're, we're focusing on the overall nutrition piece which plays the majority of the role there but like how since since impacting your overall diet and nutrition right prioritizing protein and the calories that you're consuming how have you felt physically in what you do on a day-to-day basis from your job to out west hunting to i mean just day-to-day life night and day difference dude and it's crazy like you know i was able to luckily i was younger you know we'd go and we drink and we do whatever but like cutting that out so i've cut out tons of alcohol compared to what i used to drink you know like work work was tough and the position i was in like at any point in time my phone would ring and it's like okay i got 11 guys working for me that are all cops that work for the fire department that are responding to nothing but shit. So the stress that came with that was like, for me was brutal. And now that I'm not in it, it's, I could finally see how bad that job was for me. Um, so not having to deal with that has been great and, and not drinking to go to bed, you know, like I don't need two or three drinks to go to bed, you know, like mm-hmm. that was, a, that was every day. And so, even in my calories, like when I started counting my calories, uh, I was, I was, uh, allotting for those alcohol calories, you know, mm-hmm. I swapped what I was drinking. I went straight to vodka and diet tonic water. Like I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. we can cut some calories you here and this, there. Yeah. So, and so when he's reading my, uh, my diet and what I enter into the app, he's like, you know, you're doing great on calories, but you could change significantly just by, not drinking so much man like it's a very simple thing that you need to to tweak and you know you don't need it you're just taking in shit and uh like my joints my knees like I just feel so much better um Mm -hmm. it's easier to work out because you like one thing leads to the next and it's it's a domino effect um and it starts with small baby steps and it, it really is a domino effect like you feel better so you look better so you work harder so just the cycle that you get mm. yourself going in and you yep. have nothing but momentum to move forward and climb that hill it makes it easier. Yeah. You, you start to look at those things like years ago, you would have looked at them and like, fuck, yeah, screw that. Or I'll see you, see you later. Like you guys go ahead without me kind of thing. Whereas now it's like, man, I'll race you to the top. Right. And those let's kind go. of different, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Right. Um, I think that's a big thing when it comes into the, like the diet, physical fitness, all that stuff. I mean, I know I've, I've had, I, I think I've brought up like Terry and, and different individuals that I've personally worked with as well. And I mean, Ryan Harris, Terry, those are guys that we went down did the um, offshore classic fishing tournament with mm-hmm. Terry himself. So lost 168 or 67 pounds or 87 pounds. Yeah. Right. A whole Looks human great. bro going yeah. through and like being able to, to not be able to go through and move around very quick or fast or now he's diving into bunkers with paintball and all sorts of different shit right still can't catch a fish where the dam and i almost threw him over the boat but like 
he's still he's still a great dude i thought about it we're miles away from shore and i was like man i could freaking throw you over the side of this boat so damn quick like you don't you don't weigh as much as you used to i can chuck you now yeah, i can get you now yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly i didn't have a chance before um but so kind of going off of the uh the or that just kind of tying the last kind of little piece with the, the fitness side like how old were you when you started that i was 41 41 how long has it been since you've made the change how old do you know about a year i'm 42 now but i'll be 43 in april uh but i i retired in august and i started working out like and and dieting and stuff like that like around my birthday so mm -hmm. it's all it's you know it's it's not been a long time but it's 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 been so simple like it's almost probably close to a year you know uh, 10 months how much how much have you gone through and lost because i know you've lost quite a bit or we've had like a body composition yeah, kind of change I, I think i think i was uh when i started i was hovering mid 190s uh mid to high 190s mm -hmm. um and now I'm pretty steady about 185, 186, but like mm -hmm. the body composition is just a lot different, you know, like my clothes mm -hmm. are different. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a good change. It's, I definitely yeah. feel it, you know, that mm -hmm. my body looks different, you know, my, my beer belly's, you know, gone down and I'm starting right. to get muscles in my legs, which I never had, you know, I still have skinny legs, but they're, they're growing and you know mm -hmm. just moving moving the weight around um right. and i but I, the thing is i just feel good you know right. um yeah i think that's the big thing too is is that that body composition is a big piece and why you know the scale can be such a a hard thing to go through and judge is like you know that's you know and I, I know it's hard for people to go through and take like day one photos or all that different stuff um it's honestly the one thing I wish I would have done more of back when I first started, just even as a younger kid and everything to be able to see that journey of where I was and what I did. Like I have, I have that one, there's always that one photo we can look back at and be like, I will never go back to that ever again. Um, I think we all, all have those, but being able to see that progress overall, you know, is something that doesn't have to be shared with anyone or anything way, shape or form there, but it's an accountability it's honestly an honest look in the mirror for, for you or I doing that to where it's like, all right, fuck, like we got to get back on this kind of thing. We let it get away. Yeah. So, um, cause that's like, okay, you maybe lost, you know, five to 10 pounds, but completely changed composition, able to hike the mountains, putting the meat on the bones, able to do those burpees a little bit faster in the knockdown challenge. Like, all that that fun shit bullshit bullshit <laughs> fuck a burpee fuck jake fuck burpees <laughs> that's you could put that on the podcast yeah. uh, dude, I, I hate burpees bro everybody hates them uh, i got so many i got so many amen brothers when i posted that they're like hey, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah hey, i'm man. sure i literally like going on your story just like <laughs> fuck you jake like just thought like, this mad <laughs> trash the whole time i did it fuck this whole thing like but uh, hey you did it right like uh, you know it's funny yeah. um and i know i did we did like one of the earlier podcasts with clint i know like doing that last one i don't even know how many times he attempted that first one i think it's because he didn't attempt it a lot of times in the burpee sense okay. to where like frustrated him and that's like in the last workout he did before he won like the november knockdown challenge he attempted that last one over 40 times he did it over yeah. 40 times to go through now. I mean, that just consistency overall, but man, I would have been, I would just always thought about it. I was like, man, if I would have left that to the last one and just like let people who are really on the edge, like 40 times a burpees, that would have been rough. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Hard. It was, uh, I didn't even, that dude, that never even crossed my mind. And Doug did it like that. I want to say he did it 10 or 15 times <laughs> and he was, I think a second and a half off because he yeah, can't count. I know. It's like, bro, you what? You did I 16, know. you can't stop like so anyway. He uh that 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 was cool, man. But um yeah, that was yeah. a blast. I think such such a good idea and I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Um I'll be back next November. Oh yeah, we'll we'll be putting it out. There'll be there'll be more more things that ultimately come there. But um for you, I guess kind of let people know a little bit on the the bow hitch. So of course we got into the archery side of things like 
where where did the entire um, bow hitch idea come from? Cool. So the the bow hitch itself is a the bow hitch. So you guys have an idea of what it is. Is it's a, a metal bracket that attaches to your bow. It, it attaches where your quiver attaches to your sight. Uh, mm. The new bows it attaches directly to your riser. It's it's a simple L L shape looking bracket, fourteen gauge steel that we designed. Um, and what that bracket does is it allows you to connect your bow via the bracket to your backpack and not have to bend over and put your bow down in the dirt anymore or carry it while you're walking. It just alleviates the weight of the bow. So mm -hmm. it's picture a sling, but the most efficient type of sling you can get. Um, mm -hmm. So that that's what a bow hitch is. So you guys know, but it's a, it's born of necessity, man. Um, Doug and I went hunting together on that. I told you he invited me and I went up with him and it was some nasty ass shit, just straight up and down mountain. And he zigged and I zagged and we met up at camp after and we started talking and he's using his hands and his bow is just hanging there. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, you like what magic is this, you know? And uh, so I saw what he had and he had built something that's nothing like the bow hitch, but the concept of, not having to put your bow down and it being hung from your backpack was born mm -hmm. and uh so i asked him about it he goes oh yeah i made this you know long time ago me and my uncle made a couple of them and we've been using them for like 10 years i'm like bro you guys need to do something with this and he said yeah we've talked about it a couple of times but we never have and so i'm like okay cool well i really think you should do something with it and uh, i left it at that and the next year i talked to him and i'm like dougie did you guys do anything with that thing with the clip and he's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, you guys need to do something, bro. That was special. Yeah, I know we will. Next year, nothing. So I said, Dougie, if you guys don't do anything with it, I would like to do something because I think there's a there's you're solving a problem that's there for every archer in the world. Like, you know, I would like to do something with it if you guys don't. So just let me know. And he came back to me and he's like, hey man, if you want to try to do something, let's do it. So I said, okay, well. If, if you tell me go, it's go. Like, we're going to make a, an entire go at this thing. So it's going to be not, we're, we're not going to nickel mm -hmm. and dime anything. We're going. Right. And uh, so I said, you know, make sure it's good with your uncle. You know, whoever knows about it, whoever has an original, whatever you want to call your thing, which still doesn't have a name. I just, you know, no loose ends. Like, this is you and I in a partnership. And so, yeah, he talked to his uncles and stuff. And they said, good luck. And uh, so I took his design of the concept he had and it, it was uh, it was holding the bow kind of uneven. It wasn't well balanced. So I literally do like all great inventions, drew it on a napkin on my dining table. And uh, I said, we need to offset it and it needs to come closer to the D loop. And, you know, that that'll give us a fulcrum and a better balance point. And literally I drew it on a napkin. I ordered some metal. I ordered a, a couple pieces from eBay and one day I had like, you know, five or six beers and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I guess I'll go build that thing. So I went to my garage and got my goggles on and got an angle, <laughs> angle grinder and I, I cut the first one out of metal and angle grinder and I screwed a couple pieces together and I got my, my bow and I measured some pilot holes and just zapped them through with the drill and took it hunting. And, uh, I was like, I, I went on an elk hunt and I, I remember using it on like day or three or four. I was like, this thing works, bro. Like I told the guys like this, this thing actually really, really works. And at that time I was just hanging down on my backpack itself. I didn't have the yeah. strap yet. So that, yeah. that came later. But by the end they were like, dude, make me one, go make me one real quick. And let me take it off your bow and put it on my bow. So it was, that's how it was born. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you still have the original? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Dude, that should be you something that you like have at, at the shows, like to be able to show like where the concept, I mean, just as a cool nostalgia piece, like, Hey dude, this is like yeah. where it, it came from. It's just kind of like a cool piece, but, um, yeah, no, that's it. <clears throat> it's cool. Cause I mean, of course, like the, the podcast, like experience more of the outdoors, right? Like it, it's born in necessity, right? Like when I think about like, living a lifestyle allows you to experience more of the outdoors. Well, it comes down to, Hey, 
tools and things you use that also can allow you to experience more of the outdoors. Um, I mean, I personally, I mean, you know, I have the bow hitch itself and then I have like your newer sling awesome tool. I mean, honestly, to be able to have it one, when I was out, um, doing saddle hunting with Dale and, uh, Chaz up mm -hmm. in the tree, you know, being able to have that, that bow and everything hang off to the side. Um, and it's just, it is a very, it's a very unique and easy piece. And especially, I mean, I haven't been able to use it out West yet just cause I haven't been out there, but I know definitely from just like walking through and, you know, have like final harness, not have to set it down off into the dirt or anything, like you said, and be able to glass, do whatever I want going to, especially do the, some of that steep stuff, like being able to grab the different yeah. brush and scrubs and pull yourself up. Like it, it holds it right there. Um, and it is, it's a, it is just a, a cool tool overall. So that's, I've never heard that story though. That that's, that's cool yeah. to hear that the original piece. That's it, dude. I got it. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's just that simple. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. ah, fuck it. I guess I'll go cut that thing up. And it's terrible, dude. It had sharp edges. I had to hit it with the I'm grinder sure. to make sure to <laughs> pop my, pop my Take your string. Off. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. like, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. There's nothing to it. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's actually, it's a pretty special piece of equipment. Like for me yeah. and Doug, like coming out of the fire service, it's just like everything has to be efficient, right? Like it's got to be quick and it has to work and there's no time mm -hmm. for other bullshit. And so mm -hmm. that's what I love to tell people. Like it's a tool, it's born a necessity and it mm -hmm. works and there's nothing to it. Like if that, it, I would like that, that's for, for me and my mindset, you know, from the mm -hmm. police side and the fire side, knowing that a tool is going to work and that you don't have to think about how to use it when the, when you're mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment, that's what makes it special. hundred percent. What, um, yeah. for, you know, kind of like looking at getting some, some other people. And I know we talked about just kind of like the fitness piece and getting more people involved in the outdoor space. You know, that's one of my hopes and goals is like even individuals who, who know nothing about hunting, fishing, the outdoors, whatever it is like, um, you know, is there any resources or tools, uh, that you would be, you know, tell people to be able to go look into to get them involved in the outdoors or you know kind of where where yeah. would you have them start absolutely like so find something you like like what do you think you like you think you're gonna like hiking do you want to have a you know some a, a, some gold at the end of the rainbow like so for me I don't like hiking I'm like well fuck if I'm gonna walk and sweat and carry all this shit I'm gonna kill something like that's my goal if I'm, I don't, I don't hike. Okay. Let's just put it like this guy's hiking hike with hunting. Thing. Most of us who are yeah, bow hunters I, are walking our bow. That's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, my, my goal is to always have a target on the end, you know, like yeah. I'm, I, I have a purpose. I don't hike just to hike. Mm -hmm. Um, so just my, to, for, so for somebody new would be what's, what's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Do you want to just see new places? I mean, there's nothing wrong with hiking, but just have a goal. Like, I want to see a new lake, pick a new lake in your state that you've never been to, and then pick somewhere that's two, three, four miles away, and then walk to it. Like, just pick something easy. You want to shed hunt? Cool. All you have to do is get out and walk, go find some sheds. Like now you're hunting something, you know? Mm -hmm. So my, my recommendation would be do something easy. That way you get your feet wet. You don't need, you don't need super gear. Like if you want to go bow hunting, you don't need a bow hitch. You don't need mm -hmm. all the shit you see on TV. And that comes up on Instagram. Like my bow is, I think 18 years old, you know, before yeah. I got this new bow. And the only reason I bought it is because Doug and I, his was like 17 years old. Mine was 18 years old. And so we we were going to our first shoot and I'm like, bro, we need to buy some new shit. Like we're gonna yeah, have zero yep. street credit if we have yeah. these old ass bows so we try to sell something. So we 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 uh we convinced yeah. each other that it was okay to buy a new bow. And uh mm -hmm. so but yeah, don't overthink it. My 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 let me try to stick to the answer of the question would be keep it simple, make sure you can enjoy it. If somebody you know who's already doing it can give you some advice on something easy to do to get started do that let mm -hmm. it be shooting a 22 you know a 20 gauge shotgun something that's inexpensive to get you started make sure you like it and once you're into it you know and you start going into those rabbit holes um you could figure out what tools are going to make it more efficient for you and mm -hmm. then then you could then you could spend money but 
you don't need a lot to have a good time out there. I think that's an important piece to add, like just kind of going on that is it's so easy to get sucked into the whole keeping up with the Joneses and like, Oh, yeah. I gotta have the nicest stuff. I gotta have the nicest bow. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, Sean is a great example of this. Like, you know, I got Sean involved, right. And I would even say for anyone who's listening, you know, for those of you guys who are outdoorsmen, hunters, fishermen, any of that stuff, like look for the opportunities to get other people involved. Like, you know, it, it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, we you know, want more lands or we want to be able to have more rights to be able to do these other things. But it's up to us to ultimately help get other people involved in the outdoors and look for those opportunities. Um, and then for the individuals who haven't had that, you know, look for the opportunities to find those people around you who are that. And then like Armando was saying, like, start small. Right. And like Sean, I, I went through with Sean, we were at a baby shower. Right. And I had my old bear bow that I've had for years. You know, the thing was broken in half by a mule and I had it re put together. Shout out to bear on that. Like, I don't, I don't work with them, but they have some great customer service. They took care. They heard the story and they're like, all right, better luck, better luck next year kind of thing after this bow was completely trashed off the back of a mule. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, gave that to him. Because it's very easy to have buyer's remorse when you go all in on buying things too expensive and then you do nothing with it and it's not earned. And then at that point, you don't earn it. So you don't have a respect for it. And then it just, you fall through the cracks to where it's like you might not actually fall in love with it like you could have. Um, yeah. I've seen it. I'm, I've seen that happen on both sides. I'm sure you have too. But yeah. <clears throat> well, some... well said, dude. Thousand percent. Yeah. The, for, um, kind of going off of that, that piece, um, you know, really, and this is a new piece that I, I want to kind of add in for anyone I have in here, cause I'm, I'm a firm believer in doing, doing hard things, right. And going, going forward and looking like, I mean, even myself, right. Striving to what is the, the next thing, especially as you know, we age, you go out, you have retirement, right. That hard thing might've been doing the the tracking the macros and taking that step. Um, you know, it's very easy to become complacent as time comes goes on. So looking for those things that we set out in front of us uh, as hard challenges to work towards, to overcome. So I, I want to ask you, like, you know, what's on the horizon? Is there anything like physical uh, that personally you are working towards that you are wanting to go through and ultimately you know, you see this as something you want to be able to achieve in your lifetime that you're working towards? You know, um, like for me, the the one thing that I wish I would accomplish and I'm trying to figure out how to do it is it's easy to be accountable to yourself. I mean, it's hard, but it's like you're only one person, right? So mm -hmm. for me, part of my journey is being accountable to my family to where it's like, hey, fuckhead, you can't just take care of yourself. Like you need to walk that fine line of, Hey, why don't we all go for a walk? You know, I need to be able to encourage and invite and walk that fine line with being able to say, Hey, we all need to get some movement without just being like, Hey, get off your ass and let's go work out, you know, because there's a, you know, there's a fine line. Like nobody wants to be told, <laughs> Hey, you know, you need to get out here and you need to work out, you know, like mm -hmm. you, you can, mm -hmm. whatever names you want to call yourself, whatever self, you know, doubt or whatever, you know, like some people don't want to do certain things. So mm -hmm. for, for me, I would love to be able to master. <clears throat> the, I don't even know how to say it, but basically I want to know how to push buttons without like inviting you to be your best self. That's the best mm -hmm. way to put it. I want to learn how to master Jake. I'm going to make you the best you because you want to be that you not because I want it, not because of any other outside influence, but I want you to see in yourself what you have in there. Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I want to portray to my family. Like mm -hmm. if, you, if, well, you, if, if, you know, no, I get it. I get, and that's, that's going, going through this. Cause this is actually where, you know, okay. I could, I could tie this in with my dad, right. My dad, my brothers, I mean, for me, 
I can and go deeper into my history. This would be a lot longer podcast. We don't have to go in that, but really a big reason that I'm even still around here today is because my two younger brothers, right? Um, we all have skeletons in our closet and, you know, hard times and things that ultimately come up. They're the main reason that I'm still here is because I didn't want to be that older brother who gave up, right? I didn't want to be the individual who ultimately just said, you know, screw it is like, you know, there's, there's exactly that. Like, how are you someone who, how can you look at someone, you know, be, be a leader to them or be someone that they would look up to if you essentially gave up. Right. And, you know, especially now when I look at these two, two demographics, right. Like I have my dad who's older than me and I have my two younger brothers, right. Who are younger than me. And that's, those are really driving forces for me. And really when I think about first form outdoors, when I think about the experience, more podcasts is it's, and, and this might even answer a question of yours. Like, I can't, I can't tell you what to go through and do in that sense. Um, but the greatest way that I've found to get other people to do exactly what you're saying, especially the older generation, like my dad is lead and live a lifestyle that creates an environment where they feel like they want to be a part of that because that would make you proud right? Like leading by example, like it's the whole saying leading by example is not a good way. It's the only way to go through and lead. Um, and when I think about my dad, like, I mean, my dad and, and younger brother, great example of this, right? Two days ago, I went through, got a text of text from my dad and younger brother shirts are off. And I have no idea what the hell they were doing, but they were, they were grilling in the background and they're up in the shop and they're living in Wisconsin. It is not warm in Wisconsin, but they're in the shed and shirts are off, whether they got done, I don't know if it was a hot tub or, you know, working out any of that kind of stuff. And all I sent a text back was said, Ironman, Wisconsin, 2023. Who's in? All I got was a thumbs up back, right? So when when I look at that, when I say like, what are the hard things you want to do is, you know, I'm not telling them they have to do it, but I'd love for them to be a part of that journey. I'm not telling my buddy, hey, you need to go through and change your life so I could take you on this elk hunt. Hey, when you decide to make that decision, like you talked about earlier, I'm here to go through and take you on that elk hunt, right? And that's, that is a hard, I mean, my my wife, Gina, right? Like, <clears throat> she doesn't listen to any of this shit, so I can say whatever I want, right? But <laughs> like in that piece, like I love, I love her to death, right? If I go through and you know, just as well in this is like, there is no way on God's green earth that I can say, Hey, Tina, you need to go to the gym. And it turns <laughs> out well, fuck, no. No. <laughs> it doesn't uh, uh, yeah. turn out well. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So covertly, I talk to friends and connect with them and have them get involved with getting her involved to the gym. Right. So it's like, getting other people in that sense. Like, I mean, it's ninja shit moves over here, right? Yeah, but ninja shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you, you got, you got infiltrate from within, infiltrate from within. <laughs> the Trojan right? horse. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Dude, okay. exactly. But, um, you know, that's, you know, you think about that is every time I go through and I'm a better version of myself and I, I strive to do things like a half Ironman or I strive to do, you know, just hard stuff, right? And I'm working towards these things and I have these bigger goals and ambitions and, and vision piece to what I want out of my own life. I watch her, like, it makes it, it makes her a little bit uncomfortable, right? And I'll just use her as an example. Like I can tell it makes her a little bit uncomfortable because she can tell that I am growing, right? And I've told her numerous times to where it's like, she'll be like, hey, like, and this is, goes way back to where when we started dating is, I don't want that's probably her right now, but like she's the, listening. The, bro. Oh, yeah. No, she hears it. She could hear it. Like the ears are buzzing, right? The the whole purpose to all of this is she she is a better her when she is put into a point where she feels like she has this pressure to be better as as well. She feels me going and growing through that. She ultimately, I watched her just totally transformed to where it's like, she just day one of 75 hard yesterday, never told her to do it. Never said that, but she's looking, she is looking for ways to be able to improve herself in those areas to where that again, only comes like when I become complacent, 
I see it happen where she becomes more complacent, right? And it's, I mean, you are what you attract. Like in that sense, it, yeah. it, it's a, there was a study out that individuals like who go through and date someone who is, who lives an unhealthy lifestyle and just like is overweight. Like it's, it's a, a crazy high stat of most of them, like the other individual becomes obese and overweight as well. You go into dating someone who's very highly driven and wants to go through and be healthy, fit and active, same stat, same numbers go the opposite way to where it's that whole like attracts like in that sense. Right. So, um, I look at that as like no the, the, the beer buddies versus, you know, going to surround yourself by people in the gym or going on a bike ride or yeah. anything. So, yeah, I, I, thousand, thousand percent dude. Um, that, um, I know we're probably getting pretty close, but yep. something I wanted to br bring up as far as the, uh, you know, when you're inviting somebody to, to get outside or to, to step into a new area, um, it's one of my favorite quotes so i just want to want to say it here because yeah. it helps me in a lot of different places but mm -hmm. uh you know you you are better than no man and you are second to no man you know so for me to, that that just keeps me super grounded like you know i've been mm -hmm. fortunate I'm, I'm good at a lot of things you know i had I've been blessed with you know with many different opportunities and experiences to be you know on a high end of certain things but that doesn't make you better than anybody. So if some, you know, and, and, and I'm learning like the fitness stuff, like I've been okay at stuff, but I'm still the bottom of the barrel. Like I'm still not an athlete, you know, like mm -hmm. there's top tier athletes. I'm nowhere close to that. So if, if you are looking to go into the outdoor space, whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, pickleball, whatever, like, don't be afraid. Like, you know, you have just as much of a right to be there as anybody else. Yeah. And so don't be, don't be afraid to ask somebody, you know, DM me, send me a message, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll have, I'll, I'll be happy to help however I can. And on the same yeah. token, like if you're, if you're a badass that's watching this and listening, you know, Hey, if somebody reaches out to you, don't be a douchebag. Like, Hey man, you know, cool. Let me, this is how Go buy a go buy a used bow. You don't need the shit that I have. This helps yep. me because of my profession. So um I, I just think that's super important. Like yeah. always be approachable, you know, on both sides. Uh, and 100%. that is what makes our that's what makes our community strong because I don't care who walks up to my booth. You could be a pro or you could be a first time shooter. You're getting the same, you know shit talking that any, yeah. anybody else would so <laughs> i can yeah. i can fact check that <laughs> that's a <the> truth <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so i mean i think that's important for people on both yeah. sides to to keep in mind don't mm -hmm. don't be uh you know don't be afraid to ask and and don't be afraid to answer either yeah don't be afraid and yeah. Uh, yeah don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to answer and honestly don't be afraid to just start like just that's yeah. you have to you have you have to try it you can think about it all you want but if you don't take action nothing happens um i know you you of course said told them to reach out to you uh in those different sure. areas like if anyone was wanting to go through get in contact with you you know connect supporting that where where can everyone go through and ultimately find or connect with you so the easiest way is just our instagram is what i do most on it's at the bow hitch you have to put in the so at the bow hitch um, our, our website is thebowhitch.com and, uh, our emails in there, our email is simply savage solutions at Gmail. So I'm happy to, if, if you guys think I can help you in, a, in a, any particular way, or I can answer questions on something that I might've, uh, you know, fumbled through on this podcast. I'm happy to clarify <laughs> that. Hell no, dude. Uh, no, I appreciate, um, you jumping on, man. And I know I definitely, It'd be really, really fun. Uh, I foresee other ones coming up because I'd love to be able to do do different podcasts where it's not, you know, multiple, you know, four different ones. I could see whether it's Doug on here. I mean, that we probably wouldn't get anything oh, done. Yeah. That's more of a, a shoot no. the shit show. But, um, yeah. you know, Doug, Jonathan, Chaz, I mean, who, whoever else goes on. I know if Chaz gets in here, I mean, it'll be a it'll be a short podcast, but it'll be entertaining. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Chaz is a perfect example like he wanted to learn how to go outdoors and he bought like a Subaru or something like that I forget what uh, that, and a little four 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 wheel, four wheel drive vehicle so truck. he can feel, feel confident in getting outdoors 
and he just like, stepped dude, into the outdoors. Dude, we yeah. we went into this like you'll never believe the trail we went down. Like, dude, it was out there. It was way out there. I was like, dude, you were on a riverbed. Like you're you're driving down a riverbed. Like it's like it was, dude. We lost total cell service and everything. It's like, whoa. <laughs> You were doing good, wow. dude. Hey, I mean that's big. it's big. I forget. I forget. I love everything about it. I'll give him shit till the day he dies. That yeah. is for sure. Uh, yeah, no. he's but. awesome. I'm looking forward to having him out west because uh, it'll oh, yeah. change his life for sure. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, all right, cool. Appreciate you coming on, man. Definitely happy yeah, to have thanks, you here, Jake. Yep. All right, Anytime, guys. Time, bro. Look forward <laughs> to the next one. Hell yeah. All right. For all you guys listening, I uh, appreciate each and every one of you guys coming in here, spend some time having a conversation, getting to know Armando, uh, and as well, just really being a part of the entire Experience More podcast. Um, you know, this grow this entire show has grown organically. Um, and I just want to, again, give a thanks to those of you guys who are going through and rating the podcast itself. Uh, going through and giving the different um, reviews overall, sharing the podcast, sharing it with friends, family. Like if there's anyone that you personally know out there, my simple ask is share it with a friend that you believe could go through and pull some value from it. Uh, and then honestly too, you know, my, my other ask outside of just the podcast piece is go out and get some other people involved in the outdoor space. Like if you are involved in it, get someone else involved in the space. And if you're coming from the outside, like don't be afraid to start asking questions and start looking to get more and more involved. Like you will, you will get nothing that you don't ever ask for. So uh, that being said, I hope you guys all, all have an amazing week and we will see you next week. Mm -hmm.